Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Six one nine one is not available. You dark-skinned Negro, answer your phone. We got shit to do. The people are asking for us. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor, and right now the KO is missing from the Cal and KO. It can't just be Cal. You gotta answer your phone, nigga. Hurry up. The block is hot. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. KO is not in the building yet. I want to talk playoff basketball. Let's go ahead and start in the Eastern Conference. Toronto Raptors up two games to nothing over the Washington Wizards. Toronto, for the first time in pretty much their franchise, are up two games in a playoff series. They normally lose the first game of every playoff series they're in, and then we know the rest of it, how it works out for them. DeRozan and Lowry don't show up, and then they get booted in the first round, regardless of how good they did in the regular season. I guess that was the Raptors of old. The Raptors of now, what they're doing is showing that they've earned that number one spot. Going into the playoffs, I wasn't happy that these two teams got paired up against each other because in the long haul, I saw that I felt that Toronto and Washington were both teams that could possibly challenge Cleveland Cavaliers and and take LeBron's reign off that Eastern Conference. So it, it sucked that they were playing each other in the first round because one of these two teams that I thought could beat Cleveland and knock them off they they're going to knock one of them they're going to knock each other off basically so that sucks but it's good to see that Toronto really is as real in the playoffs as they were in the regular season the team is deep they haven't slowed down Drake is still sitting in the front row doing his hotline blinging ambassador stuff for the Raptors. They look good. Will they finish out the series? It's going to get tougher when they go to Washington in game three. What are they going to do? What's going to happen? So far, very good series, Toronto and Washington. Let's move on to Boston. I remember that that first Boston-Milwaukee-Bucks game I thought was the best game of the playoffs when it happened. The overtime game that they had with the back-to-back rallies on the three-pointers to tie it and take the lead and so on. Greek Freak fouls out in the first game, which I felt ruined the first that first playoff game. And then the second one, I really don't even remember. I felt like it was a blowout from the beginning of the game. Boston's up two games to nothing over the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee has a chance to redeem themselves in game three. Going on to Philly and Miami. Philly in the process, they did their damn thing in game one. They looked very, very impressive. It looked like they were going to steamroll over Miami. And then D-Wade decided to be D-Wade of old, be Flash. And he came out and lit, single-handedly lit up the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 2 to split the first two games. And now, hopefully, they can go into Miami and not slack on that. And then maybe keep the momentum going. I, I don't want Miami to win. I would prefer Philly to win because I think Philly's a better team. I think what D-Wade did in Game 2 was something that they can't rely on for the rest of the playoffs. I think Philly will give the other teams, specifically Cleveland, it's all about Cleveland. They're the the defending Eastern Conference champs who learned me how to spoke. You get it? So I want Philly to move on. They'll get Joel Embiid back. They're going to be even more of a threat. That series is tied 1-1, Philly and Miami. 
And then, of course, I done talked about them enough. I done spoke on their name. The defending Eastern Conference champs, the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James, for the first time in his playoff career, he lost game one of the first round of the playoffs. Indy went in there and beat them on the road. Ola Depot looked like he's really about that life, and he is really about the spotlight that he's on right now. And he has taken over the Indiana Pacers. And they haven't been getting much recognition during the regular season, probably because they're in a small market and there are so many other teams out there with bigger names and making waves. But as Oladipo said in the post-game interview, he was like, we've been playing like this all year. This is a bigger platform. It's a time for us to show what we do. And it looks like they're doing that. I honestly think in game two, LeBron... Well, I got to give credit where credit is due. What LeBron did in the first quarter and throughout that game was impressive. He put up the first 13 points of the game. It was 13-zip LeBron. Nobody else on his team had points. Nobody on Indiana had points. Then it got to 16 points, 16-1, to LeBron versus Indiana. He had more points in the first quarter of Game 2 than the entire Indiana Pacers team. I got to give LeBron credit because he showed up, He showed his ass out Say what? in fucking Game 2, straight up. That's what the legends are supposed to do when their back is against the wall. You come out and you tuck and ball. You get it? But... I felt like the refs helped him out in that first quarter. Yeah, LeBron got out hot, but the refs were giving them a lot of calls. Oladipo got in quick foul trouble within the first two minutes of the first quarter, so he had to go sit for a very significant amount of time, which affected the way he was going to have his rhythm in that game. And you know, you gotta come out hot. But it doesn't matter. They split the first two games so they did what they were supposed to do that being the Pacers they won a game on the road they stole home field now they have to go protect home field say what in Indiana for game three Cavs Pacers all right now let's take it over to the West Side Western Conference Houston Rockets up two games to zero over the Minnesota Timberwolves Houston's looked convincing Harden was balling in game one 44 points didn't get much help from his role players Carl Anthony Towns had a bad game one. We thought that he would bounce back in game two. It so happens that he didn't. And then what happened in game two, what was funny as far as the Rockets are concerned, were hard and bald in the game prior, 44 points in game one and not much help from the role players. He didn't show up at all in game two, and it was CP3 that picked up the slack, Capella that picked up the slack, and the other role players. But then again, they're playing the eighth seed Minnesota Timberwolves, and Carl Anthony Towns had nine points in the first game, five points in the second game, and has been shut down by Clint Capella and that defense. He needs to get more aggressive and quit shooting three-pointers, that's my opinion. But it really doesn't matter, Houston's going to steamroll him anyways. Two zip so far. We'll see what happens in game three in Minnesota. Everybody say Warriors. Dubs up two games to nothing over San Antonio. First game was convincing. Second game was back and forth. They had to grind it out and make sure that they earned that win, which they did because San Antonio came out to play in game two. LaMarcus Aldridge is out down there balling. He's looking like LaMarcus Aldridge in Portland. He gets down low, he is bodying JaVale McGee, putting people in foul trouble, getting to the free throw line, making all the free throws. LaMarcus Aldridge is a problem for the Golden State Warriors. Good for him. He's been a problem the entire season 
throughout the NBA. He was a well-deserved All-Star again this year. I don't really have much bad to say about San Antonio, except that they're going to lose this series. Here's the shocker of the first round of the playoffs for me. The number three Portland Trailblazers are down 0-2 to the New Orleans Pelicans. Man, New Orleans went in there on the road and beat Portland two games. And that backcourt of the Pelicans with Holiday and Rondo are doing their thing on CJ McCollum and Dame Dollar. They came to shut them down and they are doing it. I thought New Orleans didn't really stand a chance pretty much once Boogie Cousins went down. I thought, okay, they'll sneak into the playoffs and they'll they'll be okay for a little bit. But once you lose Boogie and the brow, you just got the brow. And no disrespect to Anthony Davis. He's one of the best players in the league. I just didn't think that he was going to have the help to actually compete. Boy, was I wrong. Rondo's looking like Celtics Rondo and Holiday is down there just bullying the smaller Portland Trailblazer guards two games and nothing will they finish it out at home in New Orleans you know Portland is going to come ready to steal one at least one will they be able to do it that's going to be interesting but that's the shocker of the first round right there Pelicans up two games to nothing on the Blazers who were arguably the hottest team going into the playoffs in a series that I'm not so surprised at, Oklahoma City, Utah Jazz, they're tied 1-1. Both of these teams are wishy-washy, so you don't know what you're going to get out of them. One one minute they look like they can actually compete and be a straight-up contender, be in the Western Conference Finals, and then possibly make it to the NBA Finals. OKC more so than Utah, but Utah had a very long winning streak a couple of them during the regular season they have defense donovan mitchell that rookie over there with the boosties in his shoes is is showing his ass right now and he is balling out of control he did that in the regular season it's carried over into the playoffs utah has a pretty good formula they've got good chemistry they're doing all of this without gordon hayward who they lost in the offseason And then OKC, I kept saying it during the regular season. I felt like if they could get the chemistry thing together, they could be the biggest problem for the Warriors. They have the three superstars, Russ, PG-13, and Melo. Melo's looking old. But then I also always thought that Steven Adams down low getting offensive boards and not just being a tall center, but a a thick center. That's a big rugby-playing seven-footer looking dude. He, he, He causes problems down there. That's an exciting series to see. Utah took game two, and so they split, which is what you're supposed to do when you are the road team. So they they did what they were supposed to do. Now they have to go back to Utah, which is a tough place to play, and hopefully protect their home court and stretch this series out. For the teams that are up two games to nothing, how are you going to react in game three? Are you going to come out and are you going to put your foot on the other team's throat and keep them down and try to finish them off? Or are you going to let this become a series? And for you teams that are on a 1-1 split, good for you. Because you did what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to at least take one on the road if you were the road team. And then if you were the higher seed, then shame on you because you weren't supposed to lose one at home so you better go steal one on the road we're two games in to the nba playoffs that's my take on the series performances as they've happened so far what's yours hit us up it's cal and ko we're brought to you by anchor ko's on his way here 
We're going to be talking music. Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize. We're going to talk some other stuff. I, I, you know, we had some big, I had some big things happening in my life. I'm not sure what the hell KO is going to talk about when he gets here. I guess I'll find out right along with you, huh? It's Cali KO, anchor. While I'm still on the topic of basketball and KO isn't here, uh, the last episode I had the homie and comedian Mikey Venn in uh, to join me on the show, and he's a diehard Chicago guy, Southside Chicago. He's Bears, he's Bulls, and he's White Sox. And if you happen to check out the show, we had a very heated debate on who would win a basketball game, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, one-on-one. Not the greatest player of all time debate, but a one-on-one conversation debate. And we got some calls, and I'm going to play one of those calls right now, and then I'm going to come back and respond to the caller. Check it out. Yo, bro, this is uh, Brad Stone from uh, my show Heated Waves. Uh, I just got to say, no, LeBron and Jordan are not the same offensively. I don't care what anybody ever says, and everyone should agree that Michael Jordan, best player of all time, not because six rings, but the way the man played every single game was different. Every single game, he had some crazy new play, some mind-blowing, ridiculous play. Give me the ball. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to score it every time under clutch. Jordan was clutch. Jordan was Mr. Clutch, Mr. Amazing, make you ooh and ah every time he's out there. LeBron? I don't see that in LeBron. LeBron's just a big six foot eight, 250, 60 pound man that beasts his way through little bitty small forwards through the through the whole NBA because there's nobody that's that size, that small forward. If he was a power forward, he'd be nothing. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'll agree with you. Yeah, shooting wise and a slasher. Yeah, but Jordan somehow maneuvered in there every single time without weight or post-up and stuff like that. And LeBron has to post up. And LeBron has to use his body weight and his big body to bruise you through. Jordan did some spectacular whatever it was thing, you know what I mean? To get to the ball, or get the ball to the hoop. So, but I, I just want to chime in on that because that's, that's funny to me, man. But I, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. All right, player, let's get into this. Heated Waves podcast, make sure you go check them out, and I appreciate you with your feedback. The debate isn't whether they're the same player offensively. The debate is who would win in a game of one-on-one, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. I'm not going to argue, no one would argue that that Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of, of all time. He clearly is. Even though he didn't lead in career points, even though he doesn't have the most rings what we saw from him being a perimeter player leading a team to multiple championships he was really the first to do that when most guys that were doing that kind of stuff were big men michael is the goat no one's going to argue that he's the best offensive player of all time but his problem would be stopping lebron on defense jordan all the things that you were knocking lebron for are things that would play into why he would beat mj in a one-on-one matchup it's the fact that he is 6'8" 265 and you're talking about um he can't guard power forwards or he can't guard centers and the fact that he can only bully small forwards that's not true lebron james guards positions one through five guard centers he guards power forwards the problem is is the guys that he guards that are bigger than him he's just as strong and he's faster than them 
And the guys that are smaller than him that he guards, he's longer than them and he, he can hang with them. He's not faster than the guards, but he can hang with the guards and he's too fast for the big men. Nobody's seen somebody like LeBron physically and can guard all five positions. Jordan, 6'6", 210, he guards one through three. He's the, arguably the best perimeter defender the game has ever seen. But what's he doesn't have help defense to help him when LeBron goes and backs him down. All those things that you said LeBron does that you don't respect, basically you don't respect in his game, the, the physicalities of bullying people, he gets to do that in a one-on-one matchup, and he doesn't have to worry about Jordan getting weak side help to double-team LeBron and make him pass it. Jordan's not going to have picks and screens to help free him up when LeBron is on him. So I know you want to say that Jordan's not going to have a problem getting off his shot regardless of if the pick or screen is there. And that's true. There isn't a shot on the court that MJ didn't like. But when MJ was playing, it was one-on-one basketball and the guards that were guarding him were smaller than him. At best, his height. Clyde Drexler was physically his peer at the time. Other than that, the guards were smaller than him. So it's easier to get your shot off when it's one-on-one and they're smaller than you. It's going to be a lot harder for Jordan to get those same shots off that he knocks down with regularity when the guy is two inches taller, can laterally move just as well, and has you by 50 pounds of muscle. That's a problem for MJ. That's a problem for anybody. That's all I'm saying. I know Jordan's faster, but he's not as strong. He's not as big. And having to guard somebody physically bigger than you with no breaks, with no help in a one-on-one matchup, LeBron is not as skilled as MJ. No one's saying that either. But he's not that far off. You got to put some respect on the boy's name. 30,000 career points, 8,000 career rebounds, 8,000 career assists. He's one of a kind. Nobody's ever done what he does. Okay? So, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. I agree with you that Michael Jordan's the most exciting player that we've ever seen in basketball as well. The amazing shots that he put up, his will to win, you know, splitting triple teams and pulling some crazy trick shot out of his ass. I agree with you with that as well. I agree with you on his clutchness. His nickname is not Mr. Clutch. He also missed more last minute, last second shots than he made in his career. And he even put that in a Nike commercial. But I'll agree with you on his clutchness. I agree with you on his excitement level. Problem is, his excitement doesn't get you points in a ball game. Your last minute clutchness doesn't count in a one-on-one matchup when there's no game clock. That don't matter. Not to mention LeBron shoots better from the field. Shoots better from the three-point line for his career than MJ. Like I said, styles make fights. And in this fight, the advantage and the the deciding factor, in my opinion, is going to be LeBron's physicality. All of the things that you knock him for when he plays in a five-on-five game would play into his advantage in a one-on-one matchup. That's just my opinion, though. But again, I appreciate the call-in, man. I'm going to check your show out, and I'm going to go talk some shit on your end, too. I appreciate that. Heat Waves Podcast. Checking in with Cal and Kay over here at Anchor. Yeah. What's been up, man? It's been a while. You know, I've been doing a couple shows, a lot on my own. Um, had Mike Vin in here. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
man, I've, I've been doing auditions, commercial class, acting class. I mean, it's been going. Got moved into a new house, got settled, got the kids settled. We had a barbecue at the house. It was cracking because people never had black barbecue before. Mm. So I introduced them to the, to the real barbecue. Yep. Not just carne asada, pollo asada, throw on the grill with some tortillas and call it a day. Not actually like ribs, steak, chicken, sausage, marinated. Nice. Negro marinated. What else is going on, man? A lot, a lot, um, a lot of life stuff going on. Yeah. Somebody yeah. did some stuff on somebody's anniversary. You got it cracking. <laughs> you tell yeah. me what's up. Yeah. You tell me what's going on. Yeah, man. I got married. Got all. Uh, got that's all, a, got that's all. not a throwaway comment. That's I got a all. Directed, that's a directed comment. It's not a throwaway comment. Yes. Let's I, take that back. Back to one, everybody. <laughs> Cameras, roll sound, sound speeds, lights. All right, action. <clears throat> I got married. Official. <laughs> yeah. It got real. It was cool. Seven year. Uh, seven year anniversary we had been talking about it for a while how we were gonna do it it wasn't something like it was just a surprise we had yeah. just me and her had always talked about it it was a surprise to everybody else of course I knew y'all spotting something but, cause I always say something y'all downplay like, nah, nah, you know me man See, y'all finna get married when where you gonna do it that's why I said just let me be the gender in the background I just wanna sleep up and <laughs> smile the camera <laughs> it was funny man the whole way it came about it was dope a lot of people still don't know. There's no, we didn't post anything. Yeah. This right here, our show, we're gonna really find out how many listeners we have. I <laughs> <laughs> man, I heard of your show. You got married. Yeah. Cause, I don't even know you, yeah, man. Cause, well, I follow you, man. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because I'm not. I haven't. I haven't done anything on social media or anything like that. Like saying that yeah. we're married. Yeah. Neither has neither is the general. It was something that we decided to do, and it was amazing. We did it and got it done, and had a good day. Went to the baseball game afterwards. I sent my sister a text after it was all said and done. I got married. She's in Texas two hours Repeat ahead. Repeat that again. Hold on. Uh, We're here doing a podcast, a live podcast yo. with Cal and KO. We got babies running around here. It's crazy. Cal has some good information for us, uh, live information. This is going straight to Instagram, too. So no, you're not going to do this that. This is going straight to Instagram. Oh, no, you're not. I mean, not straight to Instagram, but it's going to go to Instagram. Oh, so when you say wow. go ahead and post. I got so people know we have a podcast, Cal and KO on Anchor. Follow Anchor or go on uh, app iTunes. Cal and KO, we're on there. The best call-ins. I mean, I'm talking, we got Jim Harbaugh, Nate Burleson, Calvin Johnson. Sean um, Merriman. Sean Merriman, Brandon Lloyd, Chuck Liddell. I mean, there's a lot of call-ins, so yeah. be sure to check us out. Please do. But anyways, Cal, get back to the message. See, what had happened was, is I went out and I got married, like officially got married. I got a ring on it. There it is right there. Um, you know, I've been um, I've been on that domesticated life for a while, but contracts have been signed, yo. It's real. Real. It's only right mm-hmm. to lock it tight. Go Dubs. Lock it up. Count KO. <laughs> that was a commercial. Yeah, of course. I'll save it though for whenever. Yeah, so Mary, people are not happy about the way it went down. Just because me, me personally, like, I got people were mad they didn't get invited to my wedding. So I was like, damn, we waste all this money. So people were still mad. People that did come. They were talking trash about the wedding. So uh, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's about y'all. Right. It is. That's how we felt. And neither of us wanted a traditional wedding. We know how much those things cost. Like I said, we've been together for seven years. We have two kids. We're very much domesticated. We would rather spend that money and go on a vacation. So a traditional wedding, knowing the cost, that wasn't where we wanted to put our money. So what we thought was cool was to do something like throw like a party 
for whatever occasion and not tell the people that were there that they were there for like a surprise wedding. So we would just have Kyle, whoever's performing the wedding, you know, have everybody take their seats or get their attention to the front. And then the people that are there would be there for our wedding. But within the time that we had been talking about having that type of ceremony, the general's father had passed away. So then it became an issue of she didn't really want to do any type of ceremony with people around if her dad couldn't be there. And I I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So once we started thinking more about the way we wanted to do it and how it would be a thing of, you know, her father not being there and who else probably wouldn't make it. But then be upset about the way that we handled it. You know, we were at a point where we were like, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. We know where we're at in our hearts. Let's go ahead and make this official. But we've spent the last six, seven sentences talking about how upset everybody else is going to be. And to me, that's just a, that's not the way the priorities should work when it comes to marrying the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. So why are we even wasting our time going that route? Yeah, let's just go get it. So we just went ahead and handled our business. It oh, came, it came, to, it came together real quick, and it was, it was great. So some people are upset that they weren't there. They're just finding out. I look at him and go, I trust that you're going to be upset for a little bit because that's something that no one ever thought they'd see my black ass getting married. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so people want to see that. I get that. You know what's funny, though, is that me, like, I spend a, a, a tremendous amount of time with you, hanging out and all this stuff, and then not being at the wedding, I didn't immediately think, well, how come you didn't have me there? Like, no. no, it doesn't matter. You did it, and that's for you. Yeah. I understand the part where it says there's got to be things where it's me and my wife and then there's things where it's me and my wife and everybody else or they're just me and everybody else and my mm-hmm. wife would say hey man this is just some stuff for, for us yeah my birthday party two days after my wedding that was for the guy so she's like you know go have your fun towards the end of the night I'll catch up with you but she did the last trip the uh, last spot we stopped at she was with us there but I mean it's like if you're an adult and you love your, 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 your people Respect it. Just yeah. respect it. Hey, man, you got married? Man, congrats, man. How you get married? We just got married over here at, down the street. I, mean, I was right there. They should hit me up. Whatever, man. Who cares? Hey, good, hey, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like split second. You can't like, dwell on it. Oh, man. You really, like, that's messed up. Really? Is it messed up? What's my What's my son's birthday? What's my What's, what's my daughter's birthday? What school they go to? Get him. Huh? Get him. What, what are they studying in class right now? Mm-hmm. You're that close? You want to be at my, be at my wedding? What's my wife's middle name? Where's she from? What's your graduation from high school? Yep. Things like that. When did I meet my wife? Where did I meet my wife? Yeah. If you can answer these questions, you're talking about, oh, okay, you're supposed to be at a wedding? That's very personal. Yeah. You want to be at a, um, a baby shower? It's very personal. You know we're naming the kid? You know what we're having? Things like that. You can just trump people and say, okay, get mad. I'm going to show you how mad I am. Yep. You're not that good of a friend. You're a friend. I love you to death. But you're not to the point where like you're intimately knowing everything that I go through. And then I don't even want to call him a bad friend for not knowing those things. I yeah. just sit there and go, I understand that you're going to feel that way at first, but that shouldn't be your second, third, fourth thought. Your first thought could be, oh, damn, I wish I could have seen that. I wish yeah. I was there. That's what it- your second thought should be, but good for fucking them that they got it done. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm happy for them. So I'm not knocking your first thought. That'll make you bad, but... How long do you hold on to it in my eyes? Because I have people that hold on to the wedding thing. I'm like, dude, yeah. do you know my wife? If you know my wife, you know that your type of personality would not have been welcomed at the <laughs> wedding. Even though we love you at a party level, she had family coming in. Yeah. For us, we're on our own, we're on our own plane. So don't tell me get real. Oh, that means to 
you want me to take a break from my reality to go to your reality because that's the only thing you can believe is what's real for you. So my goals and, and aspirations are just, they're too lofty. So, oh, come on, get real. No, it was real. It happened. We got married. Got a kid on the way. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Catch up. If you're not there, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You can get mad all you want. Get mad, scratch your ass, get glad. <laughs> that's where we're going to leave off right there because it's Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. But you got some big news as well. You kind of just kind of. Dance we, around uh, it? Yeah, you danced. You tiptoed around <laughs> it. You know what I mean? You Gregory Hines did. You know, so before we go. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory Hines. <laughs>